Hello, good morning, guys, and welcome to a, another episode, episode 53 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Today, uh, exciting podcast. We've never had an interior designer on the, uh, on the podcast before. So today we're going to be talking to Lily Fatho, owner and chief designer of Lily Fatho Interiors. Uh, she's based up in Guanacaste uh, and has worked at some of the most exclusive homes and resorts here in Costa Rica. So as I said, it's a first that we've got her on the show here. I thought very good to get her on the podcast um, because a lot of people are looking to build a home. Um, a lot of the time, getting an interior designer, you know, part of the process from the beginning uh, really does help in them kind of getting their, I suppose, input on the property and also using their experience because, again, they've probably worked in the whole process of building a home in Costa Rica for vacation rentals, or if you're building a resort or hotel. Um, so just really using that knowledge and experience there. Remember, guys, if you have any questions uh, for me, you can email me directly, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. If you have any questions for Lily, all of her contact details will be in the description. And guys, um, really appreciate any reviews that you can give as well, um, preferably good ones. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, give us some reviews. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, subscribe, give us some thumbs up, write some comments. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. But let's get straight into it. Good morning, Lily. How are you doing? Hi, good morning, Richard. I'm fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. I know that you're up there in Guanacaste at the moment, um, you know, in that area of Costa Rica. I mean, Costa Rica has been crazy since the pandemic, and I think, it, you know, it continues to grow and grow. And I think this coming up high season uh, should probably be one of our largest. Well, that is, of course, unless the government kind of, uh, you know, continues with this QR code thing until January, but we'll not get into politics just yet. This is a show about investing in uh, real estate in Costa Rica, not about politics. Um, but I mean, it's been a crazy year, but, and I'm sure I know the answer to this, but I mean, how has it been for you and your business? Well, um, I want to tell you a little bit of my story. I decided to go on my own after working for the past 14 years in different companies. Good the last you. one was seven years. So I decided to go by myself and then the pandemic started. <laughs> that was like a couple of months before and has been a whole adventure. I am very grateful because I've been always busy. I was, it was a little scary at the beginning with all the craziness that was happening, but I've been always um, busy and people in the area started knowing more and more that I was by myself and, and most of my job, I'm happy that has been referrals. And <laughs> actually in the last three months, it has been nonstop. So wow. it has been very good <laughs> i can well, say that's great i mean we like nothing more than supporting you know entrepreneurs that have kind of jumped out of the business on their own um <laughs> so it's it's an even more of a pleasure i didn't realize that lily i knew that uh you know you'd been doing this for a long time i didn't realize that you just kind of started out on your own so that's great that we're able to support you and i'm sure that this podcast will get out to a lot of people that will probably be contacting you and using you for your services so <laughs> Lily, if you don't mind me asking, because again, I'm sure that you're you're involved in quite a few projects. I mean, what has surprised you recently? And I mean, are there any trends that you're seeing? Yes, I mean, there is always train trends that people, you know, come to me and they want me to follow, right? And I'm always like looking up to whatever is good. But I feel that I always want to put um 
Costa Rica, you know, in my designs and in a good way, in a contemporary way. So the trend right now in the area will be using always our really nice and precious woods, you know, uh, mixing with natural materials, neutral colors, uh, and make them feel more um, cozy, but still fresh because we're in a hot area, right? The yeah. weather here is crazy. So that's basically what I've been following, but I always like to put the personal touch for all my clients. And if also I'm really good with color. <laughs> so I always like to do, you know, something good uh, and nice and different for them in, in, in that area. I saw something yeah. interesting <laughs> the other day, Lily. I was looking at a couple of properties because I, again, I, you know, I'm constantly traveling. We have a travel business. So I look at a lot of vacation rentals. I thought was pretty cool was mm -hmm. this was like a five bedroom home and each one of the rooms was designed slightly differently. It was still very kind of contemporary beach, but each room had a different theme to it, which <laughs> I thought was very interesting. Yeah, that's fun. And that's exactly what I like to do because you don't want a boring house. And particularly if you have their home for rentals, you need your, you know, your clients to come back and they are expecting to stay in a really nice home in a place that is different from their homes. So it's important to, to make them, you know, fun, particular and functional. So, I mean, would you would you say that kind of the demand or the trend at the moment is towards more of a kind of a cleaner, contemporary kind of beach design rather than, I mean, you know, 90s, early 2000s was more kind of Spanish colonial, right? Yes. So, and I've been taking that out <laughs> for a long time. But, you know, now there is a lot of mix and match. So they are like, sometimes I get into these homes and they have these heavy floors. So we can use them in the rest of the home. It's going to be neutral. And, you know, I am not all, I'm, because I'm a lot in remodelings. I'm not the kind of person that will go and say, take everything apart. We'll start it over again. There are, um, sometimes there are things in these homes that are, you know, good to go still and yep. that we can use them and pressure them, you know. So, yeah. so. I mean, again, I mean, older home I mean some of it has character you know I mean it has you know yeah. a lot of wear and tear and it feels I mean it's kind of like an antique so use it yeah and I believe we have to respect that also yeah. I agree <laughs> I agree well I mean again I mean you know uh, for a lot of people you know we just had a brief discussion beforehand interior designer people go oh it's expensive I'm not too sure whether I need it I mean personally mm -hmm. having seen hotels being developed, seen vacation rentals, seen refurbishments. You know, I've tried to do it myself and I'm just like, now I don't even bother because I just don't have that eye. I think it's a special art, a special eye interior design. I mean, in your opinion, when should you include an interior designer in kind of the buying the building process? And also, I mean, you know, I mean, I know that you're going to be pro using an interior designer, but I mean, what do you think that you bring, uh, that you would bring to someone's, uh, you know, vacation rental or home? Well, the ideal, if you're building, it will be to, to start working from the beginning along with the architect. That will also always give you a better result. If you are in the beginning and you can even, uh, you know, take a look at the floor plan, that's the ideal. Now in remodeling the same um, since the beginning, it is important because we always see things, you know, that other people don't see. Uh, we're, I'm up to functionality from the beginning. And of course, we bring the aesthetics. And this is uh, worked along with a concept that has to be with the, with the needs that um, the buyer is looking for. So 
from the first time that you think about interior designer uh, is, is the best. The sooner, the better. That's what I think. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I agree. I mean, how soon would you get involved in the process, Lily? You know, I mean, the only reason I ask is, are you ever involved in the process when people are potentially looking at making an offer on an older home for refurbishment? I mean, how soon have you got involved in the process? Yeah, I actually have been involved in that part where they are doing the inspections, you know, yep. before the buyer. Yep. And I can tell them a lot of improvements that could be done, you know, even before you're buying it. So I've been involved in that process too. And it's pretty interesting because also the buyer knows what they are buying and they have to agree that all these changes have to be done. So the place will last longer, right? Because sometimes these places have 15 years or so. So yes, that's well, also a recommendation. Yeah, and I mean, I think that there is huge potential to ride an appreciation play on, again, buying something that's maybe 15, 20, 25 years old and going in and refurbishing it. You could get it sub-market value, you know, invest $50,000, you know, I mean, say you buy something for 300000 invest invest hundred, you know, but then at the end of it, it could be worth five hundred, six hundred thousand. So, you know, you can ride that appreciation. Exactly. Uh, well, you mentioned something about flow there. Uh, I'd like to just kind of just understand that a little bit more. When you say flow, are you talking like the flow of like, you know, the famous triangle from the fridge to the cutting areas to the sink? Or are you talking flow of like, you know, how the house when you enter it that like you can, you know, the feng shui, I suppose. I mean, what do you, what, <laughs> what, what do you mean by flow? Well, um, I mean by flow, exactly that. What that example that you said about the kitchen is, it's really, it's really basic. Yeah, so there are there are um, some situations that you cannot avoid when you're making a home that that will help you have um, a best, you know, um, a best way to enjoy the spaces and to use them properly. Right. Because sometimes there are things, you know, walls. I don't believe much in Feng Shui. I mean, I do believe it, but sometimes it could um, keep you away from something different <laughs> yep. but I respect it um, but it's very important uh, that there is a structure already even though this is a very artistic also um, my career is very artistic there are situations that you have to respect to be, be able to have a good place you know sure. to enjoy and things that I see sometimes they want to put two bunk beds in, yeah, tell in me a some smaller stuff. bedroom yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I get to a place they wanna they want me to hire you know to do the refurbish because they want to rent it and I always see this same thing put the bunk beds in here and then it's like the smaller room and I always against it because I know that there is going to be a big family probably that wants to enjoy it and then you find the messiest room it will be the smaller one <laughs> so things like that i try to make them understand that probably are not the best situations right or make little you know corners where people can work because now we have that situation of people coming for two or three months because they want to stay here and do working from from costa rica right so also uh that's another situation that i've been ha that i've been having that i need to set up spaces for people to be quiet and and to be able to work from here while the whole family is at the beach 
much or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's um, it's amazing how many people have been yeah. asking for vacation rentals with you know office space. Um, and what I'm not seeing enough of, but that we actually we have we have internet redundancy. I know that it's going to get a bit geeky, but like we have two fiber optic lines coming in. So if one of the fiber optic lines come you know drops, then the other one just picks it up straight away. So it's kind of like un unless someone had literally cut both lines. You know, we'd the, whoever was <laughs> there would have constant internet. So, uh, but I mean, that gets a little bit more technical. But I, I, yeah, I mean, home offices or you know niches with desks, uh, you know, I think is 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 vital. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's vital now. We have to think about that's another thing. Uh, with all this situation with the pandemic, I think all designers have the responsibility to rethink how are we going to design even. Uh, it will be homes, rentals, or of course the public spaces, right? I, that's another thing that I do. <laughs> Lily, what's your opinion on putting desks in bedrooms or having a unique space for it? Meaning that like, if you had a four or five bedroom home, would you put desks in each of the bedrooms so that people could work? Or would you have like a separate area or kind of a niche, like a, like a nook somewhere? Um, usually if the bedroom is big enough, yeah. you know, and you have, you, you have the the um the chance to make it happen it's fine i would never put a desk next to a bed right yeah. i don't think that's correct because i do believe bedrooms are for resting um but if you have the chance to do it it's fine i think that you have to decide when you see the space and you have the you know the correct area to do this kind of 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 corners right yeah. Sometimes I do it next to the living room or the kitchen has, you know, like a wall next to it and you can put it in there. Yeah. Okay. So it what, will depend on the other. What <laughs> mistakes do you think people make when buying or investing in Costa Rica, in your opinion? Of what um, they don't do, okay. Um, they don't do enough research of the culture. You have to do more research and understand a little bit more about how Costa Rica is and works. Uh, because I know we're sold out as a paradise, <laughs> but there is a lot of things going on here that are just the way it is. And that's one thing. The other thing is that people cannot expect that uh, the things that they don't like will change <laughs> or that the roads are gonna be paved, all of them, <laughs> yep. you know? So, and then if you're coming to Costa Rica, we welcome you because we are like that. We like, we like people from everywhere, um, but people need to understand basically the culture and, and get along with it <laughs> and yep. enjoy it more than trying to change whatever they don't like. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to change it. I mean, you know, I think the one thing that people need to understand about Costa Rica is, you know, I mean, it's Puerto Vida, it's tropical paradise. The people are amazing. There is a passive aggressive undertone here. So Ticos won't tell you if they don't like something, you know, I know. yeah, you know, um, so you just need to understand that. And I mean, I think it's, if you're going to invest here and you've only been here one time, you know, then I think it's really important that you stay a longer period of time, potentially to really understand the culture here, because again, there are huge positives here, but then there are also going to be some challenges, especially for people coming from the Western world here is stuff just doesn't happen as quickly. You know, everything's kind of a little bit more relaxed and a little slower. That is another point that I was saying for us interior designers, we have to be looking for things right all the time. 
and things are not as accessible in even here in Guanacaste is all less accessible to have things done uh, in the time sometimes that they require because it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that, right? So that's another thing that they have to understand that some things that you are living from wherever you're coming are going to stay there. And for us, it's not that easy to get, right? So yeah. patience <laughs> well, is what I recommend. <laughs> I'm sure one of the big questions that's on people's mind at the moment is like, how much does it cost to hire an interior designer? Like, I mean, what is your typical scope of work? So, I mean, give us an idea. I mean, I'm sure you're gonna say it's very difficult, depends on, but like, just give someone a range of an idea. I mean, if someone had a three bedroom condo, you know, that's around 1,800 square feet, I mean, and they mm -hmm. want that the whole thing, you know, and with you to redo the whole thing. I mean, how much would you be charging give or take for your services? Usually you go, like, there is many ways to charge it. You could do like a percentage and you have to have in your mind that, whatever it costs you the property uh you you're gonna it's gonna be probably a 10 percent of what it costs to be you know that you have to put in now for services it could go around three thousand up to five thousand depending on how complex it's going to be for example for something that it's around you know um three bedroom condo you know with those characteristics but it's around that okay so i, I mean, know <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's it's difficult. I know. Look, I mean, it's like you know, it's how For how nice do you want it? I mean, um, I do a lot of furnishing. Sometimes it's just furnishings will take a couple of months, and I mixed with um, making things here and buying. Okay. Try always to put something original from from the area. And that could cost you 2800 only for furnishings, accessories, and wall painting, for example. Yeah. That's a rough idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I may even hire you to do my house here in Aredia, but I don't know if you want to be traveling. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> hey, at least it'd be easy to get everything you need here in the city, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, just to summarize there, I mean, if, if it was a three bedroom condo that say, I don't know, was $300,000 for furniture, you'd be looking at about $30,000, just say 10% of that. Um, <laughs> and then for your fees on top of that would be anywhere from say three to $5,000, give or take. It depends, yes. Okay, yeah. okay, great. I, I think just because people, just to give people a rough idea, just because I know that they're going to have it and there's nothing worse than, well, it depends what you want, you know, how long is a piece of string? So I appreciate you giving us some some kind of rough, uh, rough area, you know, some rough pricing there, but. but believe me, it's worth it. <laughs> no, I'm a hundred percent. I mean, we had, again, we have a, a, a 11 bedroom villa up in Guanacaste in Plaza del Coco, uh, which we're actually selling. We actually bought an interior designer to do a lot of it when we first started. She actually did the four seasons. Um, and then uh, brought in another interior designer to redo some of the rooms that we had. And again, it was worth every single penny because it looks spectacular. And again, as a vacation rental, people are buying pictures. I mean, they're renting pictures that they see and once they get there. So if it looks amazing in pictures, it's going to rent better than like if it looks terrible. Exactly. That's the yeah. idea. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, let's let's jump to you personally. I mean, which areas of Costa Rica would you personally invest in and why? Um, and where do you think people should be looking to invest for the, for more of the long term in Costa Rica? Well, um, depending on what you're looking for. But for example, I'm here in Guanacaste for 14 years. I came from San Jose and I love it. So all this area from Catalinas to Pinida is developing very, very nicely. And you're still at the beach, but you have a lot of, every, 
thing on your hand because there's a lot of supermarkets, pharmacies, even hospitals and clinics, you know. And if you have kids and you want to stay here, there is a couple of, I, I don't have kids, so I don't have know much about it, but there is four or, or five schools around that I know that are very good, well-known. Yep. So if you have a family, this is a really great area to have all those um all those things on your hand. Now, if you want to be more easygoing, I love Arenal <laughs> because it's a little bit, you know, easier. It's um, it's less expensive. <laughs> you get more nature with you. It's it's another vibe. <laughs> so I agree. I really like that. Mm -hmm. I'm working with a client at the moment who's actually developing a, a luxury home there in Arenal. There aren't that many luxury homes there for rental. Actually, I don't think there are any. I think the Springs mm -hmm. Hotel has them. Um, and there's another luxury hotel up there that's looking at doing a residences project. But like, there's a huge opportunity up there for anybody looking to invest yes. do a luxury vacation rental up there. Yes, it's beautiful too. <laughs> Talking about beach towns in Guanacaste, I mean, which ones do you think? Uh, you know, which ones would you personally invest into, Lily? I mean, if you had if you had five hundred thousand dollars and had to invest it into real estate in the beach, where would you invest it? Um, in beach towns, well. I really like Hacienda Pinilla, for example. I like that open concept area, like uh, that you are in there and you're not enclosed, but yep. that's me personally. If I have that money, I'd rather to buy a finca <laughs> and make a really nice cozy house. <laughs> nah, not a fan of gated communities, but um, but I will I will rather to have be a little bit far and have a nice finca where I can go to all the beaches I want and I'm still in nature, you know, and have animals and the monkeys every day. <laughs> that will be my personal. <laughs> what about what about up and coming beach towns? I mean, which beach towns do you think are going to be developing, um, you know, the most over the next, you know, five to 10 years? Flamingo, definitely, yep. because the Marina is bringing a lot of business and a lot of people. Las Catalinas has been growing crazy. I've done many homes myself in there already for the past years. And every time I go, I'm surprised because they're really, really good, you know, going and, and it's fast and pretty. It's really nice town. I mean, they're getting more and more people every every year. Um, Reserva Conchal is a really nice place to be also, and uh, they're still developing more homes. And really, I, I like the access to this, this place because you're very close from, you know, Conchal and Brasilito and Flamingo. It's like very convenient location. Tamarindo, it's more like um, uh, more remodeling and resales, right? They're not developing that much anymore because they, I don't know <laughs> if they can or not because there is always a whole town there. Um, but Tamarindo, if you are like in that vibe, it's also really nice to be there. Awesome. I like it. Yes. <laughs> well, Lily, I really appreciate your time. This has been a great podcast. It's been great to get an interior designer on the show. Uh, we had to Thank wait. You. I mean, this is episode 53. We had to wait 53 episodes to get an interior <laughs> designer on the show. But um, I'm sure that everyone listening here will be, is very appreciative to all the information that you gave. Uh, I'm going to include all of your contact details in the description um, so that anybody that wants to contact you can. And uh, again, I really appreciate your time, Lily. No, thank you very much. It has been a pleasure. And any anytime 
you need something, I'll be here. I'll, I really like this experience. Thank you very much for contacting me. <laughs> You're very welcome, Lily. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, another great podcast there. Um, amazing to talk to Lily. I'm going to have to get more interior designers on the show because I know a lot of people are buying homes and developing homes or refurbishing homes here in Costa Rica. So it'd be great to kind of get all of that information out there. I really enjoyed what she talked about, about flow within a home. Um, you know, there's a lot of that, you know, flow from the kitchen to the outside. I mean, Costa Rica really is outside living. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure that you guys, a lot of you have felt it before that when you walk in a home, you can just see when it's really well designed. So, you know, my personal opinion is, you know, always get, you know, your, your project will only be as good as the people on it. So just make sure that you have the best people on the project possible. Um, again, I'm working with a property in Hacienda Panilla at the moment, we have an amazing team on it, um, you know, and just probably building one of Hacienda Panilla's most luxury homes there. So it's going to be interesting uh, working with these guys on this. Um, remember, with Lily, all of her contact details are in the description if you want to reach out to her. Um, again, we're going to be trying to get two podcasts out a week here. If there's any particular uh, subjects you'd like us to cover uh, specifically, uh, just let us know. You can email me info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, we'll actually be launching the investingcostarica.com website, uh, I would probably say, in the next coming months, uh, getting ready for high season here. So again, another great podcast. I really appreciate everybody uh, that's listening. Uh, remember to subscribe. Give us reviews here, guys. Um, and uh, spread the word. Have a good one.